1: Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
0: What up? What up? What up? Podcast two one one. It is April the fifteenth. This is uh, this is a Sunday edition of the show. We have not done this together in two weeks, I believe. So uh, Sunday night, it's going to be a good time. Uh, go on and, and let you know. Today's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the best online sportsbook with the best odds. If you're looking to make a play uh, on baseball or, or anything else. Uh, that that whole thing is, is rolling right now The NBA playoffs, everything else Sign up at mybookie.ag with promo code WCE50 For a 50% deposit bonus That means if you deposit $200 You get a $100 deposit uh, on top of it So knock that thing out today Use promo code WCE50 At mybookie.ag today If you're watching on Facebook Right now, hit the share button Help us out, let us know what's going on, tell everybody about us. If you were listening on the podcast and you have not subscribed, do so. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. My favorite, personally, is Podcast Addict, but that's just me. Anyway, go ahead, share that thing out, Uh, subscribe to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, Let's go ahead and tell you what we are going to talk about today. First off, we know it's been a while. We've been off for a week, a little over a week. Uh my wife is 9 months pregnant. We thought that we were going into labor. We did not go into labor. So we're still waiting. We're still trying to figure this thing out. He'll be out soon enough. Um we be in his side of the street. My my side of the street. Yes. We we are not going. He to ain't going. <laughs> he ain't handling nothing ever again. I however am. So we're waiting on uh, on my son to appear. He will make his debut I would guess in the next couple of weeks. Uh hopefully this week because my wife is super uncomfortable. Uh, But on today's show, we're going to talk about Ole Miss objecting to Michigan's waiver to the NCAA to have former Rebel quarterback Shea Patterson play immediately and how Tom Mars absolutely went off on him again. Uh, Four Mississippi State students broke into the Alabama football complex on Wednesday night uh, of last week and stole all kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about what we would steal if we went into different football complexes. (laughs) We're going to talk uh, UFC notes and whatnot. Uh, Not a whole lot, but there is a new rivalry and we'll talk again about uh, how funny it is that Dana White went back to being completely positive and upbeat about Conor McGregor once the uh, once UFC 223 was over. Um, we're going to talk WrestleMania, WWE, mainly because I've got a question about how that business works. I- I'm I'm curious about the background on some of this stuff, uh, and we're going to talk. Uh, well, <laughs> I've got a funny story about cockfighting in Los Angeles, and we're going to get to. I'm I'm curious about that as well. And we're going to talk about ESPN's get-up ratings uh, being a little less than stellar. Uh, and Chris is a businessman, so we're going to talk about the business side of it. Uh, the show, as usual, brought to you by winningcureseverything.com. Get the latest news and great stories on the website. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. We're on Twitter, at WinningCures. You can follow our personal accounts on Twitter, at WCE. You follow you are- me at Chris B. Giannini. All right, let's, uh, let's fire off with... Let's talk about Shea Patterson. Okay. Is that cool? Can, yeah. we, uh, can we start with that one? Yep. All right. Shea Patterson is uh, officially transferred to Michigan. He is enrolled there. Jim Harbaugh, all that good stuff. The, the Wolverines, they have put in a waiver to get him to play immediately. And the, the talk was that the former football staff at Ole Miss uh, lied about how they got him on campus or lied to get him on campus. They it, it was egregious acts, is what the lawsuit, not lawsuit, but the waiver said. Now, Ole Miss came out, and the idea behind this is they did not have to respond. They, they didn't have to submit any kind of a response whatsoever. They were given, like, it's a complimentary thing. Michigan had to send them a copy of what they sent the NCAA. And then Ole Miss can either not respond or respond they don't have to do anything it's not going to hurt anybody if they don't do anything however they came out and objected to it because they did not believe that the former football staff did anything misleading or egregious about shea patterson or about any of the guys that left i am on a different side of this i obviously we've been following this story for a long long time I talked to Tom. He told me today he expects it to be in June when the final NCAA verdict comes down. I don't know if that's been talked about anywhere, but it's June when that's supposed to be coming. Now, let me go on and get your thoughts on why Ole Miss would do this, and then I'm going to pull up Tom's statements in uh, SB Nation's Maize & Brew uh, website, blog, and he absolutely lays into him. I mean, it's, it's bananas. But what, what do you think? Like, what should so, Ole Miss have done here? So,
2: first thing is I don't have the relationship with Tom that you do. So, I don't have a lot of the information that you will get to, to form opinions. Um, and I'm, and I, I promise I'm, I'm not going to sit here and just try to be the contrarian for everything. But these are honest opinions. I don't think responding is a problem. Like, if somebody said something about my program, and I have the right to respond, then I'm probably going to, to, to accept that right. I'm probably, gonna, I'm probably going to respond, as long as the, the initial thing was negative. I have a right to defend myself and explain myself to whatever degree that I want to, and then people can say, all right, you have his side, you now have our side, and, and you could formulate a decision. Here's the thing that I have an issue with, everyone making this a big deal is Ole Miss didn't try to block him from going to Michigan. He he was able to transfer anywhere in the country that he wanted to go. He could have stayed in the SEC. They blocked zero schools from him. This is not an Ole Miss rule as to why he cannot start immediately. This is an NCAA rule. I think that there are people out there trying to make Ole Miss the bad guy in this when this is an NCAA being a bad guy. And I'm never going to get off that. Because you know the problems that I have with the NCAA and their rules and their bullcrap logic and the way they run things. And and I absolutely I, I am not going to let them off the hook. I, this is not Ole no, Miss you. being a jerk. This I, is the NCAA having
0: bad rules. I will go ahead and say that the NCAA is is working on adding. They have already uh, talked about it at one of their meetings. They will implement this, I believe, next year. In men's football and women's and men's college basketball you will be allowed to transfer without sitting out if you have a 3.0 GPA or higher. And that's, that's fine. It's a step in the right direction. But that goes into effect, I believe, next year. And it, so Ross Bjork, the AD at Ole Miss, who was around for all of this, who was part of the, uh, the quote, cover-up, um, he stated, We would not oppose a waiver of the year-in-residence requirement based on a legitimate reason for any student-athlete who wants to transfer from Ole Miss. However, Bjork does not believe that it is a legitimate reason for Patterson to play immediately. Or any of the other kids. Like, they're going to submit the same objection to all of this. Here's what Tom Marsh said. He said, For Ole Miss to assert now that these statements were not false or misleading, given the reaction of the sports media across the board, given that they have no explanation for why they hid the notice of allegations from the public for five months in a manner that was found to be illegal, and considering the fact that they already admitted publicly in October that they made statements that were misleading to the sports media, it does raise the obvious question why they would now have their lawyers tell the NCAA that they apologized for something in October that they really didn't do. Why would Ross Bjork say they didn't make any false and misleading statements? So it, tell, me, tell me that side. Like What, what is Ole Miss' game here? They, 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 well, Ole Miss' endgame is just
2: defending themselves. Shea Patterson said that Ole Miss lied about something, and Ole Miss is saying, we didn't lie to you at all. Ole Miss apologized and admitted to misleading media.
0: Not players. Well, see, here's the other side of this. So, so that's—I so, mean,
2: that is the—that is the difference. And, no, I'm, this I'm with is, you, but this I, is a I've factor seen. that needs to be. Talk- this is a factor that needs to be talked about. If Ole Miss's um, problems with Shea Patterson and Shea Patterson's family are so egregious, why is Shea Patterson's brother still on staff there? That's a good Th- point. This is this is all this is all something that is not a problem, Gary. Ole Miss has a right to respond to a statement. They responded to it. That's it. That is it. To make it anything more than that is just absurd. And,
0: and we will say this, this does not mean that the NCAA like this was not Olmus's decision to make. No, like they this can is, respond this is the NCAA and that's problem. it problem. Right. I'm I'm with you. So Olmis has a a choice of responding to this. Yes. I'm looking at it for the better of the kid, right? Olmis has tons of evidence against them. I have seen all of the evidence where kids have come out and, and said that they were being lied to. Okay. Like there are That's text messages, voicemails, all that. hey, coach so-and-so told me that nothing's happening because of Houston. Like it was Houston Nuts That's thing. It. That's right. Or all of this stuff. Like the kids were being told one thing. Then the NCAA. There's a reason but that there were multiple NCAA. kids that You're ended right. up transferring. Ole Miss has
2: already gotten their punishment for the things that they have done. Okay. Okay. So, so this is an NCAA problem. The NCAA should say we have already gotten all the evidence of all the things that Ole Miss did wrong and we are going to make an ex- uh, an exception or not. And this is an NCAA rule. Ole Miss is not blocking them. Ole Miss right. is no, not no. stopping they, I'm, them I'm from anything. I'm not saying that they are, but why would you doing,
0: try and block a kid from playing immediately? They especially, didn't. They're not. Why? Okay. They're not why why going in this to his case, benefit.
2: Why would they're you not try to help him.
0: Because he's no longer a part of the family. But I understand that. You don't have to you don't have to say anything though. But but why, why even say anything? Because somebody said
2: something negative about you and you have the right to respond. Saying nothing does not help anything. And you can't hurt somebody for speak for using a right that they have.
0: All right, let's let's jump into uh Facebook and see what the comments say. Uh Fletchy jumps in, he says, Starting to think this is a daily Tom Mars podcast. I get he's a huge source, but you need to spread your sources out or you risk only telling one side of the story. If Shea and Michigan kept our name out of their mouths, we wouldn't respond to them. Uh, First off, Fletchy, we hadn't done this show in almost two weeks now. Uh, So it's not a daily Tom Mars thing. And we hadn't talked about Tom Mars in forever. So uh, I did post a story last week. but I believe that's what he's referring to. But we haven't talked about Tom Mars on the show in a really long time. Second... Shea had to talk about what happened at Ole Miss in order to obtain eligibility for next year but because therein, he transferred from Ole Miss. But
2: therein lies the problem. He should be allowed to transfer. We, he, he, I have no on. problem with that, but, but the rules are what I, they are but currently. But that's an NCAA problem, and Ole Miss's response does not affect the NCAA ruling. Agreed. So why does it matter that the Ole Miss responded? I'm going to throw the question back to you.
0: Why does it matter? I believe it is a bad look because I don't think that to you— who? To recruits that are going to come in. That's
2: why they have the number one recruiting class for 2019?
0: That's because of quantity, not quality. Oh, on. Come I'm just, on, I'm man. just saying. I'm just saying. Give me a break. Nope. You're talking about the 2019 nope. class in I'm, April of 2018? But hang on.
2: If it was such a bad look, why would all these juniors be recruiting? Why would all these juniors be committing? Uh, okay. Okay. So, so the Fine. numbers, so the numbers show what you're saying is absolutely not affected by these kids. These kids choosing to come to Ole Miss are not affected at all by a statement like this. This is such a small thing that Ole Miss did. Somebody said something negative about them. They had the right to respond. They responded. And all of a sudden now they, they've they committed this huge crime that, that is looked down upon. That's ridiculous.
0: All right, Cameron jumped in on Facebook. He said, doesn't mean their response is correct, though. Why respond and keep the story going? If you don't respond, no one is talking badly about Ole Miss right now. That's That's my point. I disagree. I don't think anybody was talking about Ole
2: Miss until this happened. Shea was talking about Ole Miss, and Harbaugh was talking
0: about Ole Miss. No, that's the thing. I don't believe – they didn't – the waiver was not released to the public. Nothing was, was public about this until it came out that Ole Miss had objected so hang on, Ole Miss's objection didn't go to the media. It went to the, the NCAA, right? No, it went to Michigan and the NCAA. That's right.
2: That's right. Who made that public? Uh, okay. okay. I'm with you. All right. I'm see, with you. See, that, uh, we Fletcher. got we got dirty pool going on here, here. and you're picking in. one side of it, and that's not okay.
0: Fletchy jumps in. He says, no one's talking bad about Ole Miss. That's just not factual. Go look at the player reactions after Shea left. They bad the hell out of him. That's fine. They bad the hell out of him because he wanted to leave, and they didn't. A lot of those kids came in knowing what they were getting into. Shea says that he didn't know what he was getting into.
2: Even though his brother's on staff. I, was he on staff before? He was on staff probably to get him.
0: See, I don't know any of that story. See, I don't know. It's, it's
2: amazing that we don't know things... That are kind of common knowledge. Like, I don't cover this stuff at all, Gary, but I know it. When when
0: did Shea Patterson's brother I'm going to bet it
2: he came on staff during Shea's recruitment. The same reason a lot of these people's dads get on staff.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. What is it? Shea Patterson Jr.? Let's see. Well, no,
2: that would be his. It can't Ole be his Miss
0: story. hires, uh, let's see, brother of Shea, or Sean Patterson. Uh, let's see. That was in uh, 2015. How about that? Now, tell but me this. Was, but he was lied to about it, their
2: status of Ole Miss and what do, was going on.
0: Do you believe that he was given the whole story?
2: Y- yeah, dude. No, I don't. I don't think he was told anything because you're a kid and you don't need to know. You're, we're not in a need-to-know situation.
0: There we go. Hold on. John Stringer jumps in. He came on right before uh, before Shay's Commitment. Let's see. Shea enrolled in early January. His brother was hired before that. First in a way was not received until late January. That's yep, exactly. I don't believe. I don't that understand. He knew.
2: I don't understand. So hang on. You're you're saying that because Ole Miss responded, then it became a national story. But somebody had to leak that to make it a national story because Ole Miss didn't leak it to the to the public. Agreed. And Sean Patterson's still on staff, so this family doesn't have a problem with Ole Miss, or else he would not be there.
0: You don't think that Sean Patterson would leave if he was going to get paid any more anywhere else? Obviously
2: not. I just don't buy that. I I, I don't I don't, I don't don't understand. The, the
0: stories that I've heard you're, are you're that this
2: literally, was in a relationship you You're in danger to, of, I've made up my mind and I'm going down this highway and no new information is going to get me off no, this highway. No, 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 no. I'm
0: not saying that whatsoever. But I'm just saying— I'm you're, not you're saying not, that I'm not know, going to change I, my mind about I know about you're
2: things. not saying that. I'm telling you from the outside perspective— this is what it looks like, and that is a dangerous place to be
0: from a PR standpoint, which is what I look at. Right? Okay. So I, I was in a band so they, for So ever. they made.
2: So they made a statement that wasn't that they didn't know that was going to get made le- uh, public. A statement was brought to them that was confidential. They made a statement back that I'm sure that they thought there was going to be some level of confidentiality, and now the statement was-, was never released.
0: The state. The, the nobody has read the statement, so we don't know what Ole Miss said. No, we know what Ole Miss said based on Ross Bjork's response. Yes. Okay. So
2: that's the thing. But Ross Bjork has to defend himself because somebody somebody leaked something. Somebody made something public that didn't even be made public.
0: John jumps in, he said, Why did Bjork and Freeze uh, call certain press, including Walken, and give them the wrong side of the story before signing? Ole Miss had their letter from the NCAA at the time. This is true. Everybody wants to talk about, well, Shea wasn't like Shea was already enrolled at Ole Miss before that big weekend. Well, the NOA came uh the 20th 21st whatever of january Shea enrolled on the 25th of january the big story broke with pat 40 and whatnot uh on january 29th right before the big rebel weekend um so that's that's where this whole thing gets screwy right we've already figured out that they were misleading we're basically out
2: details that that are not a part of this problem you you think that their response is going to affect recruiting. I'm telling you numbers tell me that that is absolutely not true.
0: Here's the thing. I'm looking at this Are you from... going to disagree
2: with those numbers?
0: That's wait, which numbers?
2: The numbers that they have the number one recruiting class in the country as of right now for 2019 just after endearing this whole dust up. So, kids are not going to want to go play there because of this. I just think that's false.
0: I I think that it leads because obviously these are kids that are committed right now for next year. That have not signed yet. Yeah. But I think well, that they it can't is sign a, now. I think it is a no, they can't until February. That's right. Well no, until December. Um but it is something that you have to pay attention to because like no, it's not hurting them right this second.
2: I don't think kids care about this stuff, Gary. I don't think they care at all. <sighs> I don't think I don't one know, kid would ever. Because Gary, if that's the case, how many people has Nick Saban blocked that tried to transfer out of Alabama? Has it hurt any of his recruiting classes ever? Very few has he been, actually tried to. Block. Oh, that is such horse crap. I've watched it happen so all the not time. not horse crap. He, he, and he publicly does it. He publicly goes to the stands and calls them quitters. He calls them quitters, and it
0: hasn't hurt his recruiting class at all. Gary. Which of those did he try and block? I. Anyway. He didn't try and block any of them. He tried to block Murray Smith from going to Georgia because there was literally an SEC rule in place. I, just because there's a rule. All Ole Miss did was follow the rule
2: in this response, and yet you're, you're saying it was a PR nightmare.
0: I'm, oh, I'm, saying, I'm not saying Do you bashing, guys think
2: this is a PR nightmare? No, I don't think anyone cares. I really don't, Gary. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think there's one 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old on the planet that cares that Ole Miss... Responded to something Shea Patterson said.
0: Let's see. Hold on. We got a really we got a, we got a bunch care. more in. Hold on.
2: Are we going to read them all? Is that's this our a, show or their show?
0: That's a, well. I'm, they've got good points here. I don't know if they got any points. Cam goes. Why say anything? This is a non-story if they don't try to defend it. Uh, I think uh, Fletchy says, I think Michigan made the statement they needed to, and Ole Miss made the response they needed to. I don't think they were wrong. Everyone after that is stirring stuff up.
2: I, agree. I, uh, I completely agree with that statement right there.
0: Jim jumps in. The first in was very minor. The fact that people can't grasp that is mind-boggling. The Leo Lewis stuff was way, way into the future. Agreed, but that wasn't what happened. They misled people about what the first in a way was. Uh, John says they've got the numbers. That's the reason for high ranking. Just watch. They'll finish at 30 after signing. And then Fletchie, to finish 30 with what's happened to us would be amazing. Look, that's my thing. They've got number one right now. I don't expect them to finish no, at God, number no, one. No,
2: Gary, I don't like, either. Jesus, nobody wants to go play for Matt Luke, okay? He's just not excitable. You right? just said it then. No, all I'm saying is... I- Look, if I was a kid, I wouldn't go play for him. I'm telling you, the fact that these kids are verbally committing at a junior age right now tells me that they don't care about any of this stuff. It's not hard to
0: get a bunch of three stars to commit early if that is the best offer. And then you I'm think also
2: using an, a situation where Nick Saban went to a podium and not just once, but multiple times throughout his career, called kids quitters, and then gets the number one recruiting class in the country the following season. These kids do not care how you treat somebody else. They only care how you treat them. Okay. Okay. And if you think there's anything more to it than that, you are wrong. And, and Tom Mars is wrong. He can defend his boy all he wants, and he should. That's his job. He's a badass attorney, and he should do that. But I'm telling you, if you think that that's going, if this is going to be the thing that brings down Ole Miss, the fact that they responded, to, no, it's going to be all the violations and the lack of being able to go to a bowl. Oh, I and don't all think that, that this will
0: bring Ole Miss down or anything like that. Then what I are think we talking about? I think it's ridiculous that they would make a PR move like this. I think that look, I don't. I don't, the, I don't. The deal is, I don't think
2: it's a big deal at all. They literally just responded. They responded to Michigan. They responded to the NCAA. Somebody else made it public. Ross Bjork went to defend himself. Look, I'm not a Bjork fan. You know that. I've bashed him on the show multiple Let's, times. I, I believe, but I'm telling I you, say this I don't out think loud. this is a
0: big deal. I think that Bjork actually spearheaded this whole thing. I think he was over the whole thing. I don't think it was Hugh Freeze. I don't think it was what, that's why he's defending the actions of a former staff that has already been fired. Everybody that was on that staff is gone. But you might be
2: right, Gary. I'm just telling you, I don't think this is going to affect recruiting. I don't think this is going to affect any way that any Ole Miss people are going to see their own program. And do they care what anybody outside of Ole Miss people think? No. The answer is no.
0: I think you're probably right for that. I I think you're right on that. Do you care
2: what anybody outside of Alabama people think about Alabama? No, not really. Then why do you think Ole Miss people should care what anybody outside of Ole Miss fans think about what they're doing?
0: I think that they you have want... two
2: outside people that have nothing to do with Ole Miss. I would assume... this school, and they don't give a shit what we think.
0: <laughs> Cameron says Bjork is a moron. I don't I, disagree with that. And that's the thing. i, I think been saying Miss, that for a
2: long time.
0: The more this stuff stacks up, the more I feel like Ole Miss fans should jump in. Instead of digging their heels in, why are you not going against the guy I that literally was in charge of all see, of this?
2: But we're have, this is where my head is hurting, Gary. That Bjork
0: is making
2: is a statement. It's not digging heels in. We're not fighting back. Their, we I'm not even saying we because I'm on the side of the argument. Jesus, you got me agreeing with Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fighting back. They literally just made a statement. Hey, he's saying we lied to him. We didn't lie to the kids. We never admitted to publicly lying to the kids. We admitted to lying to the media. We didn't lie to the kids. It's our word against yours, and nobody can go back three years ago and find out that. It's something See, that thing, literally though. it's he said, she said, and Bjork has a right to say it. Does it make him look petty? Yeah, but he's done a lot of other stuff that's made him look way worse than this. Why do we care? Why are we covering this? Why are we making this that See, big of a Fletchie, deal?
0: Fletchy jumps in. He says, we wanted Bjork gone. And then John said, uh, uh, Vitter, who's the chancellor, uh, doesn't know anything about sports, uh, so he listens to Bjork. That's entirely true. That's enti- Because but, Bjork was hired in before Vitter ever got there. Vitter was what? Early 2016, yeah. I think, or late 2015, either one. Um, they were already in the middle of it. The yeah, they were Vitter already Vitter. in the middle of it when when he, Vitter he brought he it. He
2: inherited this, but but this is my thing, man. I just don't think the response is a big deal at all. I really don't. It's not something to get upset about. But somebody leaked it to the media. Bjork had to respond to it or got to respond to it. He responded. Once it got leaked, he had to respond. He had to say something. Well, yeah, obviously. But but I don't think his initial response is anything wrong. And I don't think it's going to hurt them in recruiting. I think they're going to be hurt by recruiting because
0: I, uh, because I don't believes, agree with
2: the staff that they have there. And I don't agree with some of the things they're doing
0: there. I think the that they responded the this way because they still have the appeal for the bowl ban for this year. So you don't want to admit to anything else that they don't have to. And, hang on, and I got that. That's fine. But, but – I don't. They didn't have to admit anything. Like but, they, they, didn't have to say anything. And that's why, because I feel like, because I'm for the kids, right? Like oh that's. My God. Uh, don't roll your eyes at me. Look, that's the like thing. Like, You
2: feel sorry for Shea Patterson. Jesus Christ, give me a break. I
0: feel bad for anybody that goes into a situation thinking that they're getting one thing and they don't get it. You do, you do. Well, uh, give me we're another not, example. We're not,
2: well, I'm done. With we're, we've spent thirty minutes talking about this.
0: What twenty five? Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Correction. All right, let's jump into the next one. All right, four Mississippi State students broke into the Alabama football complex on Wednesday night. Uh, they were arrested on third degree felony charges. Uh, Fletchy jumps in on the last one. Saying nothing is an admission in today's media. That's I would agree 100% with that. I completely agree. I, 100% true. It,
2: it, responding is not a problem. No, you're... This is
0: ridiculous. All right, anyway. He almost so said
2: you're right. Four, he almost said you're right and then caught himself because he realized his entire argument would have been... No, I, I did
0: say you're right. That's it, 100% true. 100% true. I'm with you. Why respond then? So, however, you can't prove it from that. So, uh, four oh, Mississippi God. State students were arrested Kirk, earlier this please,
2: week. Kirk, please come on.
0: Here's what please they were... <laughs> <laughs> please, please, if you're out there, God, I'm... I'm hey, if Kirkwise jumps in, we, I'd, I'd like to get him on the phone. Good Lord, we we got to get him on the next podcast. Prove it. Uh, prove it. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, four Mississippi State students arrested earlier this week are accused of stealing, and here is what they were accused of stealing from the Malmore Complex, the Malmore Athletic Facility in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Two watches, two commemorative coins, a raincoat, and a football. Now... They uh, all the items have been recovered. Hang on, why was this a felony? Uh, according to court documents, they uh, they were caught on surveillance video. It is a third degree burglary uh, felon. Is there supposed to
2: be like a dollar amount before you reach a felony? No, I'm not. I'm not like. Well, that's the thing. The the commemorative coins
0: in. and the watches and whatnot could have easily gotten to cuz I think it's like over $500 that it becomes a felony. C-
2: commemorative coins from Alabama that's games what, are like big money.
0: That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a little bit ridiculous. <sighs> Holy crap. Like so the joke was when they because they just released this like a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh the joke all Thursday was that Mississippi State was jumping in to try and steal a national championship right so Cecil Hurt our buddy from the Tuscaloosa News uh said you know they can have the 1941 when we they probably deserve that one more than we do because Alabama was like nine and two and finished number 21 in the AP poll that year for some reason they were like voted the the UPI or the something nationally I don't I don't understand it I don't know why you'd even claim it. But, uh, but he said, yeah, they, they can have the 41 one because like, they finished with a better record than we did that year. Like, I think they beat us that year. So I think that was the last year that State actually won an SEC championship. If I'm not mistaken. It might have. It's been a while. I, I is, really think that it was the last year. hasn't happened in our lifetime. Uh, let's see. McKinnon jumps in. A $1,000 is supposed to be the point in a felony, depending on the state. I know I, McKinnon I say, would know this no, a lot better And I, I
2: wonder me. if the states are different. Alabama, look, 500 bucks, is pretty close to $1,000 in Alabama.
0: Here we go. All four men were charged with third-degree burglary on Monday and later released on $7,500 bond. Here's the thing. I'm curious if you were drunk enough
2: Oh, I would not be drunk. I would be in complete right-minded, miss- mission-impossible stuff, and I wouldn't have been caught.
0: Well, all right, so tell me this. If you're going to break into <laughs> – Cameron said we'll take the 41 one. <laughs> uh, if you're going to break into a football complex, whose do you break into and what are you what are you stealing?
2: I'm breaking into Alabama's. All
0: right, for, for what? I'm going into
2: their uh... – Head strength and conditioning coach's office. And I'm taking all the steroids, <laughs> every bit of the HGH cream and the clear, every anabolic steroids that they're shooting. All the horse steroids are shooting. Oh those butts. my
0: god! That's I, that's what I figured. What I'm something else. I figured a playbook. I no, figured like it, no, no trophy or Jesus, anything. Y'all's
2: plays aren't you're, that creative. You're breaking all right? in and stealing run, steroids. Run off tackle right. <laughs> It's not that. It's not that compl- Your 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 schemes are not that complex.
0: Oh God, mighty! See, here's the thing, though. If you steal all the steroids, like obviously they'll be able to get more. Like, yeah, but but now we
2: know what you're using. We can break down the science, and everybody will just. And I would spread them around
0: to. All what thirteen the, other schools. What was the thing? Uh, all right, hold on, Fletchy jumps in. Trent Richardson was using. Yes, yeah, it was no, North no, North it, wasn't, it wasn't Trent. Uh, Trent. I'm North. talking about Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis got busted for like deer antler spray or something. Yes. Yeah, and there were like a couple of no, Alabama like, players that uh, that were caught up. I think it was Courtney Upshaw and yeah. somebody else. Yeah. It was a uh, of... Fletchy said, "I'm breaking into Bama's, but I ain't taking nothing." It's what I leave behind that they want to watch out for. had a boy, Fletchy. So Cam jumps in. He Poop, said, "Let's pooping get on the <laughs> pooping on the
2: countertop." Pooping on the countertop is always a classic move.
0: But unless he's going for you know, unless he's setting explosives and whatnot, which I, I could understand. No, that. no, Fletchy's not that guy. Jeez, that's uh, Fletchy's more. He's
2: just going <laughs> to put his balls all over stuff. <laughs> Fletchy's more of the. Uh, Hang on, I shouldn't judge Fletchy <laughs> for that. Fletchy's not that guy. I would just be putting my balls on everything.
0: <laughs> well, you just said you're about to take some steroids, man. Well, I am going to so, steal
2: all the steroids.
0: That's. I, I, I'll be honest. And I'd I like to know what give they. Them, do. I would give them
2: away to all thirteen. No, would, would you not schools. look
0: for like uh for for weight plant like. The plans that they have as well you just like through it there are only so many ways to work out Gary
2: That's like there, there are literally, this is not a sign I, I know that people think that working out is a sign this is not that complex. there are only so many ways to lift weights to make you stronger to be better at football.
0: Fletchy said, "No, no, no! Definitely meant crap." Okay, like, <laughs> All right. I would go Step Brothers and put my testicles on things. I don't know that there's any like I don't know that there's anything that I want. But I've never been a big memorabilia guy. I'm, I'm not either. Like I think I would love to go in and just see what the hell Mike Leach has got in his office. Like oh. I'd love to steal some of the pirate memorabilia. Oh,
2: now that guy's got a sword that I bet yeah. is badass.
0: I, I bet there's some cool stuff in there. I, so one of my cousins used to be super into like ninja stars and samurai swords and whatnot and he spent so much this is when he is, is that just, a cousin that i know this is i don't know if you just south of here that I, we hung
2: out with a lot yes oh yes. man that guy's awesome
0: so caleb is i, I, wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna put I'll, his I'll name out, him there. out it's fine i don't know how often he listens to this but hey i'm calling you out buddy he, he was ninja way stars, into this stuff that's like a stepbrothers thing too oh big time ninja stars samurai swords nunchucks like all this and he had it <laughs> and, and i'm talking thousands of dollars i don't think he's got any of that stuff anymore because this was like after he graduated high school like he's he's a few years older than me now but uh but yeah he was way into that i'm sure that mike leach of all people has got some really insane stuff in his office like i'd either that or i'd I'd like to see the the mechanism that nick saban has for like shutting the door after you come in like because if you got somebody coming in your office and you just press a button under the desk that automatically shuts the door and locks it like I think that'd yeah. be some gangster stuff, but uh, but who else had that? Uh, what what was the guy from? God, what was it? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer had one of those, and it was like super creepy.
2: Oh yeah, the yeah,
0: dude that, yeah. So from the the Today Show. That that's a little that's a little much. That guy um, got a
2: bad rap, I think.
0: I uh, I don't know. Some of that stuff was pretty out there, man.
2: Word of word on the street was, is, and listen, I don't I don't follow <laughs> my list. This is not don't, look, the <laughs> Me Too people don't come after me. But look, word on the street is is that dude was like hung like a horse. Listen, if I was walking around like that, I'd probably show a lot of people too, whether
0: they wanted to see it, it or not. All right, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that.
2: I'd, I'd show people. It wouldn't be, and it wouldn't be like a thing where I'm trying to pick these women up. It'd be like I'd show the dudes. I'd show everybody.
0: That just, I just never put just on show pants. Off everything. I
2: just never put on pants.
0: Uh, Cameron jumped in. He said, uh, "I bet that dude got off to the movie The Last Samurai." I, I would not doubt that. I would not doubt don't, that at don't all.
2: Don't besmirch the good name of Mike Leach on this show. We don't do that.
0: No, I think he's talking about Caleb.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Caleb <laughs> probably.
2: Yeah, Caleb is a good dude. He's, he's a lot of
0: fun. I never thought when we uh, when we started this show today that we would be talking about The Last Samurai, Ninja Stars, Mike Leach's uh, collection of pirate memorabilia, etc.
2: I bet if you broke into Tennessee, I mean, I'm in the construction world. I bet I could get like, a bunch of bricks from. him.
0: From uh, butch's, butch's old office? Butch's old office. Yeah, they probably still hadn't moved all those yet. brick
2: <laughs> Brick by brick. Yeah, that crap's heavy, man. You, yeah, you to, better believe that.
0: <laughs> all right, UFC 223 was last weekend. I, I didn't even watch the Daniel Poirier fight and, and whatnot this weekend. Um, that was on free TV. I did watch UFC 223, um, mainly because there was so much hype leading up to it. Like, it, they lost three fights. We talked about it uh, the Friday before last. Um I I wanted to talk about this because I found it incredibly ironic that leading up to that, Conor McGregor was the biggest villain in the history of the UFC. It was disgusting and unbelievable and why in the world would we ever allow this guy to fight again, etc., etc. And then on Sunday, news leaks of a McGregor-Mayweather UFC fight where there will be no kicking, no, like... It's going to be a boxing fight. Yeah, it's a boxing match in the the UFC, but with the four-ounce gloves instead of the eight-ounce gloves and whatever. So all this stuff goes on, and Dana White comes out, and he's talking incredibly positive about McGregor and how, yeah, I had a great conversation with him. We're really on the same page now. We're talking about all this stuff, and it just blows my mind that all of this stuff that we talked about, where, yes, it was absolutely disgusting what happened, but... I'm still under the assumption that that was a a staged thing that went incredibly wrong.
2: So I don't think there's any way on that. And the reason he's positive now is because it's his job. Well, if you go, got to sell well, no, these it, fights, if you got, he's go got to promote these fights.
0: Yeah. See, UFC is becoming WWE. Uh, Dana's learning all of Vince's tricks. Look, Dana White I, was. I just, we're just Dana gonna White was at WrestleMania the next day. Like well, I that get that.
2: That doesn't mean anything, man. That doesn't mean anything.
0: I'm with you. I, I don't think it actually meant anything. Here's,
2: here's the reason why there's no way on earth I think that was staged. <laughs>
0: Cam we says stay woke. <laughs> God,
2: people. You people. Um, let, listen, hang on. So let me tell you why I don't think
0: there's any way that was staged. If you go back and look at the video and you see him, he picks up a metal trash can and then he puts it back down and picks up a plastic one and throws it. Like, I don't believe the dolly was ever supposed to hit a window. I just don't buy that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Give me give me what My you're My explanation
2: going to say. is this is because I actually know some people that live in the New York area that were going to 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 this UFC event. And this was being built now, I don't follow the UFC super close, so I you know, I care less. I listen to the headlines and that was about it. Um this was being built as the best pay per view card from top to bottom that they've ever had.
1: I I
0: don't think it was the best they'd ever had. I think it was the best they'd had in over a year. Well, okay. But it it was built as a mega... Because they've had some
2: great cards. It was built as a mega card. Yeah. Okay? And then after he busts these people's face all up with glass, it ended up being one of the crappiest cards they've ever put out there.
0: And nobody
2: showed up. All these people paid for tickets. And I have people that I know that were there and was like... There nobody there. But there, all there were seats, not that many people. All it these was sold seats were out. paid for.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. So one of the and things that, that I wrote kills, about last week. That kills Dana. This is no, There's well, no, no they, way
2: on earth that they wanted this to happen. Well, here,
0: here's the difference, right? Habib, like this was his first headlining pay-per-view that's match. Right. McGregor had nothing to do that's right. with the guys that backed out on Habib, right? Yeah. Like that's those were like Max Holloway right. and Tony Ferguson – both were medical issues, that, and they I, had to I back out. I get that. I
2: understand that. But but that's one that's one fight on a card that was loaded to where you don't have everything in this one stars thing because this is his first. Big it was it was main mainly event
0: fight. It was mainly two fights that everybody was super jacked about, and, and that both, was Thug Rose and, both and Joanna. Those guy, both and, those guys are out. And, yeah, well, the the uh, Holloway and Ferguson, either one of those against Habib would have been must see TV. Now I ended up watching anyway, and I thought the fight was great. But now Habib obviously dominated the whole time; it was fantastic. Um, but he he let he let Raging Al jump in and just stay up, right? Like yeah. it, there were two rounds that he would never even like. He, I think he went for two takedowns in each round and couldn't get them, so he just stayed up. But like Raging Al never had a chance no. in that fight; it was never even close. And people started talking crap about Habib and whatnot. Look. That fight, Habib, like, he took it on a day's notice. He didn't even study his opponent, and he still wiped the floor with him. I understand it went to decision, so it disappointed some people that were expecting to see. Like, if it's the first time you've ever watched Habib fight, then you don't know what you're watching. Like, this is not a Conor McGregor kind of guy. He fights on the floor, and he's fantastic at it. However, it's not appealing Right? Like that's the thing. When you see a bunch of dudes rolling around on the floor, it's just not appealing. No. That's what McGregor is great at. He keeps fights upright and he, he fights Like he punches. That's what people want to see in UFC. That's what builds hype. That's what builds fame. You want to see knockouts. You don't want to see somebody get caught in an arm bar or rear naked choke. Like, however, it is a humongous part of MMA because that's the only fight that McGregor lost was when Diaz fucking choked him out. That, excuse my language. So uh, yeah, keep, I'm keep over drinking keep drinking those whiskeys. Ah uh, either way, uh so they, they choke him out and uh but McGregor is still built up enough that he is like he's just a hype guy, right? And there's so much hype behind McGregor that you want to see at the UFC guys want to see Habib against McGregor. Now, we'll move we'll transition from that into this. Habib after he wins that fight, he doesn't call out McGregor. He calls out GSP. Now, I went back and I looked at all the numbers and all this kind of mess. And GSP had the most pay-per-view buys of anybody besides McGregor. However, he's only had one fight in the last 4 years.
2: I would say in a while. He hadn't fought. He a long he
0: time. retired in 2013. He came back and fought late summer of 2016. Has not fought since, is not interested in fighting. He he won the belt when he came back for one fight. They asked GSP what he thought about Habib calling him out. And he came out and said, Look, I think Habib's got more business to handle. The he and UFC have some stuff that they need to handle before I even think about coming back to fight for another division. Right? Because he he won like the one eighty five. I was just
2: about to say, yeah. He'd, have, he'd to, have to
0: drop down to thirty pounds. Yeah, I was about to say he'd have to lose some weight. Or Habib would have to come up to him. Yeah. Either one. But either way, if Habib comes up to him, it's not a title fight anymore i don't guess Uh, depending on whether or not habib comes up to 185 to get his belt but it's not his belt anymore because he gave it up after 30 days so that's the thing i all of this is is hilarious because i don't think habib wants to fight mcgregor i don't think mcgregor thinks that habib is big enough for him to fight him so what do they do like this mcgregor mayweather thing has to be forget
2: about the mcgregor mayweather thing right now let me just ask you about mcgregor and the ufc okay if mcgregor's just gonna hold out until a star gets big enough so mcgregor's ufc career is
0: over i don't think so i don't think it's over because i think he has to fight out this contract before he can move on to something else like i think mcgregor is big enough that he could do his own thing however ufc could sue him and get however much of that money that they want
2: not stop playing this well, big dick thing and saying, "Well, you're not big enough to fight me, so I'm not going to fight you." You're a fighter. Get in the ring and fight somebody. That's what you do for a living. This is why I lost respect for for Mayweather growing up, okay? It's because oh, he he everybody. When you hand pick opponents, you're no longer a fi- you're a fighter. You're supposed to fight people. You're supposed to be challenged. And he Agreed. either would hand pick them when they were way too early, in real green, and he knew that he could capitalize off of every mistake they were gonna make, or he waited until they were way past their prime and couldn't fight anymore, and then
0: he could beat them because he stayed in such good shape. And see, and so that's where I'm getting at with UFC. How does UFC take back control of of what they are doing? Like the only thing that they have is that they took McGregor's belts away, right? So McGregor but has they still no rights
2: to McGregor, so he can't go do anything else. Right. So he, so he can't they've do got anything. control They've got control. They can't make him fight, but they have control over what he can and can't do. How? And, and how, let me, and let me tell is, you there fight? yeah. is there a way to ever
0: make fighters fight? Is there a way to do yeah, that? Yeah, money, money will do that. Like money, so, with football teams, like you have to play who's in front of you. That's right. Like that's that's how it works. Like they make the schedule, bo- and then you go to the playoffs, in, and whoever wins yes. plays. In boxing,
2: no, because there is no, there's no united fight. There is no united front. There's like seven different promotional things. That that you know can, um, you know, they can make. There's
0: there's like six different belts, and and you can fight with whoever you want to. It's all about money. So there's no. no. It's all that. John jumps in says good show tonight. Thank you, John. We appreciate that. We Um, appreciate everybody listening. Share that thing out, by the way, if you get a chance.
2: (laughs) What uh? But what? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, the the reason UFC can with Mayweather, it's just a waiting game, because eventually this guy, we see the entourage, he rolls in. That $100 million he made for Mayweather is being hemorrhaged, pissed yeah, away right at an astronomical rate. Yeah. At some point in time, he's going to say, Dana, who you want me to fight? You know why? Because he's got to get paid.
0: Well, here's the thing. They are reworking his contract. And so that's what was supposed to be announced over the weekend was, hey, we've got a new contract with Conor McGregor. He's going to come back and fight so-and-so. Yeah. And that's what was supposed to happen.
2: But they have to be able to have some ability to say, you don't get to big league folks and say— Oh, I'm too big for that guy. I'm not fighting him
0: because. But well, see, he started time, talking about that right after he beat Jose Aldo, yeah. Right, like or yeah. Josie Aldo. There's nobody else um, for me. Yeah. He, well, no, he didn't say it was. It, it, it's where the whole red panty thing came from, like where he's talking about. Oh, when you get to fight me, and then of course the guy behind him is like, Oh, I'll knock your ass out, and he's yeah. like, Who the is that? Yeah. Right, and everybody starts laughing because he really didn't know who it was. Yep. But he would never be in danger of fighting that guy. Because he wasn't big enough. Like, McGregor is set up where Dana White knows he is the cash cow. He's already been through this with Ronda Rousey. Rousey was like, all right, I want to fight the biggest and the baddest. And then she got her ass beat twice. And then she was out. And then she's gone, and now WWE is making millions off of her. And we'll move to that here in a second. I don't know what UFC does at this point because they are trying like hell to build up these guys, and nobody has the personality that McGregor does And it turns everybody not the diehards will always be there, right? Like the deal is you are averaging. I I wrote an article last week on winningcureseverything.com. They're averaging like 220 paper or 220,000 pay per views for the last year and a half, unless they have John Jones or they have GSP or any McGregor fight is going to do over a million. That's it. Now, the numbers haven't come out for the Habib fight. I would imagine those will be up, probably to around three hundred and fifty thousand, whatever. But Maybe. like you're not nothing is touching even four hundred thousand. Yeah. Right? You you had Cyborg that did three hundred and fifty thousand and Habib was an undercard on that. Like he had an actual good fight on that one. Um but Habib is another one of those guys that he's pulled out of four fights, and then guys are always pulling out of fights against him. You're trying to schedule like everybody wants to see Habib against Ferguson. They've tried it four times. Four different times in the last four years. And every... Ferguson's pulled out of two. Habib has pulled out of two. Habib pulled out of two fights against Cowboy Cerrone. Like, you never know if you're actually going to get him in the ring. McGregor is literally the most, like, dependable guy that you can get.
2: It's not a good thing, by the way. That's not a good thing. I'll admit that right now. McGregor's the, like, the guy you can depend on the most... To show—not not to bring numbers, but to show up and actually do his job. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's where it becomes a problem. That's a problem. So, so <laughs> UFC is in—like, people have talked forever, and Dana, of course, said last year, 2017 was a great numbers year for UFC, blah, 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 blah. Look, UFC is in major league trouble. They Their owners bought them for $4 billion in 2016, right when McGregor was at his peak. Everything he was doing was gold. Well, UFC, was, might, UFC made more money off of the McGregor-Mayweather fight than they made total last year. But that was dumb. That
2: was the, Look, that ain't Dana White's fault that these people are stupid. He sold when he had a star because Dana knows his business. And here's the thing. Everybody's pushing the panic button today. It might take a year or two. Dana will get another star. It, here's what, hoping what if, because it used to not take happen? that long. What's going to happen? Oh, boy. How long did it take to replace Chuck Liddell? Because it took no, several years. It wasn't that oh, long it took because a no, of they, years. They,
0: because he still Chuck Liddell wasn't even that big back then. Like oh, he was big. We're going to disagree he, on that. No, no, he wasn't as big as what McGregor
1: is.
2: Well, no, but nobody. But, but is. we have social media. But Liddell was not. We a, had. I mean, you're talking about. TV is totally different today un, than I it understand was then. that.
1: I understand so that you
2: can't compare that.
0: Look, Liddell was huge. Tito Ortiz was big. It's huge. And then you had Brock Lesnar. And then you had GSP, and you had like there were some massive ones. Anderson the Spider Silva was massive at one point. But those were years between one another. But but nobody has come up to replace because they had a lot of those fighting at the same time. Like a lot of these are not fighting at the same time. You had McGregor and Rousey that were like your big name draws. You got John Bones Jones who can't keep from doping before a fight, so he'll come back, he'll fight for one fight, and then he's gone for another year plus and then, yeah, but nobody else is worth anything like all of their champions have no personality no nothing and they they can't help that because but, it's a real sport because it's a real sport
2: it's right. not a it's not sports entertainment it is a real sport that's the difference between it and wrestling so here's wrestling the thing is you, sports entertainment
0: do you not worry about like the the highest numbers that you've ever gotten and no, you just go and and you, you focus keep, on being the best sport that you yes. can be
2: Yes. I I agree with that.
0: Because when you start to get cute and try to... Manufacture things. Yeah,
2: manufacture things. When you try to gimmick stuff, you're going to A, look gimmick, and then people are going to begin to question what you're doing and how you're doing it. And they're already doing that. And so much of what you do comes from Vegas. Yeah. And if you begin to become like wrestling, you lose Vegas. Oh, yeah. Because Vegas won't allow people to gamble on something that is fixed. Agree. They are going so so. Well no, not, not sure. Rather, well
0: it's okay, so you, Vegas won't allow you to bet on like WWE, but obviously online sports books yeah, and whatnot will let you do anything. But
2: but the the, so. the thing is is you just keep doing what you're doing and eventually a star will come. It's just gonna happen. They didn't they didn't find Connor under a rock. They kept doing what they were doing. Connor was fighting all around the world and he got good enough to to get a shot. And he made the most of and his And he shot. came
0: in and he started talking.
2: But no, and when he was talking. No. See, I disagree with that. He, he well, he had to win. And, yeah, but it, had he got his ass whooped on fight one, we never hear from Conor again. Agreed. Lots of guys are great in front of the camera, and then they get hit in the mouth, and they're no longer good in front of the camera and because see, that, they don't get to be put on, the, on that camera. That is
0: that is one thing, that McGregor will talk and then he'll back it up, and yes. that's what people are into. Other people that try and talk and they end up getting you, their ass beat. You
2: have there's to a difference.
0: learn that this is a real sport. But the majority, ninety nine percent of the fighters out there, want to stay humble, or they won't say something that is so outrageous that it gets played over and over on SportsCenter. Right? Like that's that's how this thing works because they understand at any point one shot can oh, knock them out. That's right. McGregor was at such a high point when he lost to Diaz. And it was such a, a big fight for him because he jumped up two weight classes in like six days right. that people understood him getting beat. That's right. And that's what made the McGregor-Diaz 2 fight even bigger. Like that's still the biggest UFC pay-per-view ever was 1.6 million. Like So I just, I just think you stay the course. You keep doing what you're doing. You don't
2: try to manufacture things. You don't try to make it gimmicked. You just keep doing what you're doing with the best fights you can get because what, I what do you tell think you this, the deal is with there was people time, calling
0: out people afterwards? There was a, See, I just think like that's Bones boring. Jones calling f- out Brock Lesnar. I ain't a fan of that. I, ain't, I think it's so Bones, dumb.
2: Bones, get off the dope and get off the get off the steroids and well,
0: and, and Lesnar's even got to get off the dope. I mean, it's so you know. So, but but my thing is 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 you keep doing what
2: you're doing because if they put good fights out there, but these guys are boring. But if, but if you can show a badass fight, yeah. people will show up to watch a badass fight.
0: I agree. From here, to make sure you listen to the rest of Podcast 211, uh, download Part 2 where we talk uh, WWE uh, and what happened with WrestleMania 34 and the Odd the Giant documentary. We're going to talk uh, cockfighting in Los Angeles, and we will discuss the business side of ESPN's new morning show, Get Up. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at WinningCures. You can follow myself at GaryWCE.
2: You can follow me at Chris B Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I.
0: You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-226. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review.
2: For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and La Children's Hospital in Memphis, Minnesota.
0: So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.